The nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing, and this is Leanne Meyer. I'm especially excited to uh, talk today. Um, Healthcare, I'm just going to go right into it, I guess. Uh, Our title today is DNPs, Collaborate to Transform the Senior Landscape. Healthcare in general, and nursing in particular, are always in change mode. One area that will change phenomenally from here forward is how senior healthcare will be handled. As has been true throughout their history, boomers have been a force to reckon with. As they approach aging, sickness, and death, it will be no different. I am pleased to welcome four doctors of nursing practice who are prepared to take on this new challenge, and they are here to tell you about how that future looks for their, from their perspective. So I am eager to welcome my guests Dr. Catherine Todd, Dr. Brittany Bolstead, Dr. Stacy Grenier, and Dr. Aria Martin. And I would like if, uh, Brittany, you've been with the waters the longest time, would you like to tell a little about your story? Absolutely. Or maybe maybe you could start with your, uh, say your name and your background. Thank you. So my name is Brittany Bolstead. I am the Senior Director of Health and Wellbeing. Um, health innovation and professional development, and I received my doctorate of nursing practice from St. Catherine University uh, just this past May of 2017. Okay, Stacy, maybe you could go from there. Uh, I'm Stacy Grenier. I am the director of health and well-being at the Waters and 50th. Um, I too graduated this past May uh, with my doctor, my doctorate in nursing practice, with a specialty focus of integrative health and healing from the University of Minnesota. I'm Aria Martin. I'm the Director of Health and Wellbeing at the Waters of Oakdale, and I too graduated um, with my Doctor of Nursing Practice specializing in Integrative Health and Healing at the University of Minnesota. Hi, I'm Katherine Todd. Um, I am a Doctor of Nursing Practice um, from the University of Minnesota with a specialty of Integrative Health and Healing as well, uh, and I'm Vice President of Health and Wellbeing for the Waters. Excited to be here, Leanne. Great. And I'm really excited to have you. Just uh, so that going forward, if we're using uh, uh, the abbreviation DNP, stands for Doctors of Nursing Practice, just to make that more clarified. So now, Brittany, tell us about your experience at the Waters. Of course. So I've been with the Waters on this journey for about four years. Um, I joined in May of 2014 at the Waters on 50th. And this was the third of our communities to open. And the Waters on 50th opened as our beta site. So it was really our site for new testing and innovation. It's very intentional for us to apply research uh, into practice and look for new ways that we could truly implement and change senior living. We started with the partnership uh, with the Center for Spirituality and Healing. And that was very early on in the the Waters sort of uh, birth. And yeah, that's at the University of Minnesota, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and so through that partnership um, came the opportunity for us to embrace the well-being model uh, through the center and look at a person-centered um, relationship-based approach to care and really service overall. Um, it was intentional for us to expand beyond nursing and look at our organization as a whole and consider each department and role as a contributor to this person-centered and relationship-based model. Uh, From a nursing standpoint, it was um, something that we had applied very purposefully into our assessments and care planning, and it became um, a way for us to operationalize this concept and have it be a driver for all that we do. I have been privileged to take on unique experiences and roles throughout my time at the Waters and be able to immerse myself in this philosophy and this care model 
uh, and really influence others along in the process. Um, I started as a direct care RN at the Waters on 50th, grew into a sort of home care manager position, and then that of a director of health and well-being. And as a director, I had decided to uh, get my doctorate of nursing practice and work full-time. And for me, it was just a way to really realize my potential. Uh, I never thought I would go back and receive that graduate level degree, um, but I am so thankful for doing so because it was truly trans transformative for me personally and professionally, and then helped me to really tap into that potential and lead through change and help others see their capacity to contribute. And I think I am where I am today because of those learnings um, and the opportunities that I've had and uh, also just the evolution of the waters and being able to just sort of um, ride the tide, uh, so to speak. So we are now, you know, four years into it and we've had uh, such a, you know, unique growth pattern um, and we've been able to introduce new nurse leaders um, into this work and I'm so fortunate to be sitting at this table today with um, these awesome nurse leaders. Thank so. you so much, Stacy. Yeah, so um, I actually, my trajectory with the waters, I learned about the waters as part of my um, graduate degree um, in getting my doctorate. Um, the waters has been doing this innovative work in collaboration with the University of Minnesota. Um, so it was kind of early on in my uh, work that I kind of started to realize um, what was kind of going on at the waters and my uh, professional background has always been in senior care. So it was really exciting and intriguing to me to be learning about them and realizing that the waters is potentially a place I could land. Um, and, you know, kind of fast forward through my schooling uh, and graduating, I ended up having the wonderful opportunity and fortune of reconnecting with some of my colleagues who I had um, formed professional ties and relationships to through my programming and ended up here. Um, Catherine Todd had actually reached out to me and uh, let me know that there was an opportunity and thought that my leadership and skills could be uh, used and implemented here. And here I am. I've been here since the end of October and I'm just so honored and grateful to be a part of such a innovative and collaborative team. So thank you, Catherine, for that opportunity. Well, thank you, Stacy, for answering that call. That was the most uh, wonderful um, hiring moment for me to be able to work back um, in collaboration with you after we've partnered in the past. And so I think that would be, that was a very exciting, exciting part of building our team. And so um, I. I, again, I'm Catherine Todd, and I joined the Waters outside of the senior landscape um, to really come in and see what we could do in collaborating. Um, I, most of my work has, has really been in acute care. All of my leadership has really been in acute care settings, in the hospital setting. And I just, it began to stir in me, um, and over some great conversations um, in tea, realizing that there was something in me that wanted to get into the community and start um, touching health and well-being in a much more progressive, innovative way in the world that people live in, not just in the crisis moment. Um, and again, uh, like many of us, through my work with the Center for Spirituality and Healing, the Earl Bakken, well-named Center for Spirituality and Healing at the University of Minnesota, um, I was able to lean in on my mentors to say, here's my skill set, and, and this is kind of my heart's desire now to start to make some impact in this way, and then um, was privileged enough to be partnered with the Waters. So I've been working since September as Vice President of Health and Well-Being in collaboration with an amazing and incredible team. Um, Brittany did a wonderful job at really setting what our mission and vision and kind of values have been. And to be able to have now the baton passed to those of us that are sitting at the table and we are just one representation of a whole extended team that are really rallying to try to 
innovate into the future. And what I I know to be true is the work and the investment of time and, and effort and resources that we put into going through our DNP degrees um, and learning how to um, dive into the evidence-based research, lean in on tr- um, maybe non-traditional, more progressive ways of leading that have better outcomes. We're actually going to get to a place where we've got sustainability for our teams. And those of you who are listening um, are, are many of you are like nurses, like all of us at this table. We have five incredible women sitting at this table who are all nurses. And what I know is we're not going to be able to sustain ourselves um, to care for those that we, we love and that, the, that we're here to fulfill our purpose and our passion for if we don't figure out how to do it better. Um, and so I couldn't be more proud to be now working with each of you as you bring what you've learned to the table because I think now I have so much hope that we can start to set a new model, right? And, and together that model can, could look very non-traditional and we're going to have to do that to make this work. Um, one, of my, one of my very first um, new leaders coming on board as I entered just like the week after I entered is Dr. Arya Martin. Um, and so it's been really fun and a privilege to see a new doctor come into the local setting, the community setting, followed very quickly by Stacy Grenier. And, and both Dr. Martin and Dr. Grenier have been able to apply what they learned in their, in their um, practice of studying integrative health and healing and being supported by Brittany, who comes with this incredible talent as a leader, in order to release all that. So I'm excited, and Ari, I'd like for you to take take it and introduce yourself a little bit and tell your story. Thank you, Catherine. I am grateful to be part of this um, wonderful group of people and to be sitting at this table. Um, like Catherine said, I began at the Waters um, in September, um, and it was at the end of my DMP program, and I was doing some deep reflecting of what I wanted to do with this degree. Um, my specialty was in integrative health and healing, and um, many DMPs of that specialty will go into an integrative track, um, lead programs, um, integrative programs in the acute care setting. Um, and my background was in acute care, but I was doing a lot of reflecting on how do I make the largest impact on our, our societal health. Um, and really where our healthcare trajectory is leading is towards senior care. We have a lot of baby boomers who are aging and a uh, great need um, in the senior living setting. Um, so I was so excited to find the waters um, and to find that connection that they had already established with the Center for Spirituality and Healing, the Urubakan Center. Um, and that well-being model is really what, what drew me and their amazing ability to implement that model in a really uh, concrete way so that it's embedded within the system and within the way that we approach each of our residents and their families. Um, so that's that's what drew me. And I've just been loving every experience and really feel grateful to be part of the cutting edge of senior care. Um, and reshaping and our, our outlook and our way that we um, care for seniors um, in a much more sustainable um, way. So this has been um, just a joy, and I'm eager to be part of the conversation with all of you. So I'll pass this off to Brittany. Thank you. Thank you all, and thank you, Dr. Martin. Um, I just wanted to add, in terms of our history and the waters, um, really the big differentiator for me, uh, looking back at where we started and where we are today, is focusing on breaking away those traditional um, mindsets and standards for healthcare, and also breaking away from that institutionalized sort of um, focus. And, you know, the hospital system or more of the traditional nursing home settings often maintain the mindset of our medical model, which is assess, diagnose, treat. And the Waters is really trying to develop a new product and focus on that holistic model or well-being model that is about the person and looking at the whole person. And so our partnership with the University of Minnesota and the Center for Spirituality that brings light to the the well-being wheel and the six dimensions of the person, the relationships and environment and community and health. 
uh, and security and purpose. So, you know, for us, it was, it's very meaningful work to be able to, um, to look at it differently, to take our learnings and experiences from the outside and uh, create this unified vision and purpose around how can we create the best day experience for those that we serve, but also for our teams and, and also just change the industry altogether in a way that we can actually, um, you know, publish and, and perform research on and say, these are the outcomes we've um, achieved because of this model in our practice. That's what I'm the most excited about. I, I can't wait for us to push the envelope of what our seniors in our community can expect to receive in their final chapter. I think we're going to take a break here. This is a good place to do it. And uh, we will be back in just a little while. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, and I am Leanne Meyer. Our topic today is DNPs Collaborate to Transform the Senior Landscape. So I'm talking with Catherine Todd, Dr. Catherine Todd, Dr. Brittany Bolstead, Dr. Stacy Grenier, and Dr. Aria Martin. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Ready to transform your health and your world? Join host Melissa Alexander for Insight Living with Vitality. Melissa and her guests go behind the scenes on what it takes for practitioners and clients to transform themselves and others. She provides insight to medical procedural breakthroughs, available product resources, and explains lifestyle choices designed to improve and expand your vitality. It's time to get rid of that baggage, remove those blockages, and prevent buildup from hindering your progress in life. Tune in every Monday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific time on the voice america health and wellness channel can grief be good for you absolutely it gets your attention helping you evaluate your choices and relationships your losses define who you are tune in each week for good grief with host cheryl jones our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses you'll learn how to find your courage and strength you'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Welcome back to our program, Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. And I, our, our topic here today is DNPs Collaborate to Transform the Senior Landscape. And I'm here, as I said, with Dr. Catherine Todd, Dr. Brittany Bolstead, Dr. Stacy Grenier, and Dr. Arya Martin. And we have been talking about kind of the beginnings of, of um the DMPs, uh, why they are, what they're bringing to this question and this uh, collaboration, and then how that impacts uh, the work that they're doing with seniors. So I'm going to turn this back over to Dr. Catherine Todd and let her take it from here. Perfect. So I, I think one of the things that makes us really special 
is the fact that we have each other. So I really want to talk about um, why it's important for us to start looking at cohorting um, like-minded thought leaders around innovation and around getting us to the point where we can move through um, transformation in a way that is logical, evidence-based, therapeutic for people. So as we collaborate together, um, what we're doing is we're drawing in on that time that we had um, as a luxury to pause and pausing to go into the literature and look at what really works on a human level. And I think most of us going into the field of nursing have figured out that most of what we've done as nurse leaders has not worked. It has not worked to elevate practice. It has not worked to get research into practice. It has not worked to support our nurses from becoming burned out, and it has not worked to inspire health. And so the thing that is the most exciting to me is to sit at this table with with leaders who decided that we deserve better, that our, our, our patients at the hospital level and in the community deserve better, our residents who are in communion with us in community and in relationship deserve better, and we as nurses absolutely deserve better. And so I think that together it's important for us to say some of us as nurses have to time ourselves out and we have to go through the rigor and the effort and spend the dollars and, oh, there are dollars involved. Um, Not just late nights, but really it's quite an investment of who you are to go through this process. And yet we have so much to bring to the table once we do that and then transcribe all of that and synthesize ourselves into a way where we can get it right to the resident, right to the community, right to the patient. And that's the most exciting thing for me Um, and why I think it's worth it and why this show um, being titled DMPs Collaborate to Transform Senior Landscape. For the first time, I think it's very possible that we can transform senior care in a way that was not possible before. it's a lot of de-siloing, right? So we're not living in one world where one person thinks that they know everything. And as I sit in the seat of being vice president of health and well-being, back in the day, prior to this structure, that would have been the seat that would have been making unilateral decisions cascaded down. It was, you know, in the Leanne, you and I, with our gray hairs, uh, know a little bit more about the entering a eat-year-young, um, you know, culture. And unfortunately, I think as, as um, these amazing leaders have emerged into cultures that are somewhat similar, especially for advanced practice nursing, it's interesting how awful an RN who hasn't decided to go to graduate school or hasn't pursued um, that, that pathway um, is treating sometimes uh, nurses who say, okay, I'm my path is to go down that route. My path is to to learn this information so I can bring it back for all of us to benefit from. And so we're going to have to get nicer to each other. And we're going to have to lean in on each other's gifts. And not everyone needs the same path. But truly, I think the DMPs who are doing that um, can bring so much value. And what I see happening is a lot of courage to try different things. And so I'd love to have Aria share with us um, some of those just subtle, holistic, relationship-based shifts that happened when she entered as the new director over at Oakdale. Great. Thanks, Catherine. Um, You brought up fantastic points. Um, And I think just all of us sitting at this table is a great representation of us removing that hierarchy and that starting from the top, trickle-down effect. We have leaders here who are at corporate and on-site level um, all coming together, and that's something that you've actually implemented um, when you came on um, as the new VP of Health and Wellbeing. Um, And so when I entered, I I definitely found that we were needing a culture change um, at my my sites in particular. Um, And in doing the approach, is different. It's untraditional, like you said. It's... it's, um, one of openness and uh, courage and a willingness to meet each individual on a human level and really collaborate with the people who are giving that direct care because like the title of this program once a nurse always a nurse and so my role is really to be a nurse to my care team and in doing that they will have the power and the grace and the um, the grounding to be able to give the best care that they can to their residents um, 
And so that's really, that was my first priority is to show that I deeply care about each person. Um, and so my example, one, one thing that I did was um, create a team huddle um, at the beginning of every shift. And that was an opportunity for everyone to come together and see each other. So we're not just talking over our intercom or our radio, but we are seeing each other and meeting as human beings, um, creating a plan for the day, doing a moment or taking a moment to ground so that um, it can be a lot of different styles. But my style was to use a Tibetan singing bowl and to gong the singing bowl to mark that we are go going to all take a moment to ground, center, breathe just for that moment. And then we would gong again, um, signifying that we're going to enter now into this work that is really a human work. It's something that um, we have a great privilege and a great responsibility to be a part of because um, we're coming in contact with people at a time in their life that they are vulnerable or um, are just needing that extra support. And so really making this sacred work again and realizing the incredible impact that we all have as nurses Did you get and any healers. Pushback? I, I didn't. Um, I expected there to be maybe some, um, but I also, I wanted to take an approach that would feel comfortable for everyone, regardless of what background or beliefs that they are coming into it with. Um, so I did something just very general, which is breathing. We all do it, um, but we often don't take the time to recognize that we're doing it or to do it with intentionality. Yeah. So um, I gong the bowl as a signifier. Um, it doesn't have to have any more meaning than that. Um, and we just breathe. Um, we would do equal in, equal out. Um, I offered to maybe have an intention for the day that can be very general. I, my intention is to just be more open or to smile more, or, um, to notice how I'm feeling. Um, and little tricks like that. Um, and in conversation with uh, my care team, my team that I get to be part of, um, Anytime that they would come to me, I would make a very intentional act of looking directly. When you say care team, who's included in that care team? Um, so at the Waters, we have nurses and we have resident assistants. Um, but really, it's everyone who comes in contact with the residents. So, so like our executive directors, our housekeeping, our um, active life coordinators, okay. um, anyone who's coming in contact, because we all whether we're trying to or not, um, the presence that we bring is going to rub off in someone else. So we all have to be aware of what what we're bringing each day and how we are coming into their home because this really is their home and we're just privileged to be part of it. Um, and the goal is to keep them at home and give them the support and structure and right um, that they need to be able to stay in their home through every stage of their life. Um, so I, it's Stacy speaking again, and I guess I just wanted to kind of dovetail off of what we're talking about and, you know, something that was really exciting for me coming into this um, new role is I've always been passionate about senior care. I was blessed with the gift that my great-grandmother was alive until I was six years old, um, and I used to go, you know, help take care of her, um, quote-unquote, by either bringing her ginger ale or combing her white hair. Um, that was me being a nurse, and it's never been a question for me ever, one, to be a nurse and you know going through my nursing and uh, my undergraduate and being out in the practice and doing my nursing work I really you know that culture of eating your young is definitely a culture I walked into and just as I you know went decided to go back to school to get my doctorate um, and have the opportunity uh, to have held leadership positions, just for me, it's so important to be having that care for my nursing staff and the entire, you know, health and well-being team, because it's that understanding that their well-being is going to directly affect the capacity that they have to be caring for 
our residents and, you know, echoing kind of what Aria has already said is how important everything I do as a leader is in fostering and supporting that. Um, my very first team meeting, for example, I circled chairs and had everyone sit in a circle with each other in community with each other. And we, I was very intentional. I provided um, food and nourishment for that meeting. I um, only used natural light. I um, started us with an intention setting and a grounding. Um, and I really tried to focus on that co-creating what needs to emerge for our best outcomes and really spent a lot of time listening to my team um, as we were embarking on this new journey together with my leadership. Um, and, you know, it's really important with this aging um, population we talk about, you, the boomers getting older and there's such, there such a large population that's going to be needing this care. Simultaneously, we also need to acknowledge the shrinking nursing support that we have. And echoing something Catherine had said earlier is needing to be innovative and being intentional about supporting the nurses we have, having them practice to their full capacity, and making sure we're taking care of their well-being. Because as nurses, we do deserve better, and our teams deserve better. And fostering that even in CNAs, I started off as a CNA and being able to expand from there and realizing there can be a career trajectory and um, incorporating that. So I think Stacey, that's really important. You and Arya and I think um, Catherine have all mentioned the concept of eating your young. And I think most nurses probably know what that means, but I'm thinking maybe I should just interject just to be sure. Um, the situation is that people who have been in nursing for a long period of time, as they are welcoming new people into the profession, um, in the past has uh, there's been a tendency of saying, um, I had a really tough time, uh, nobody made it easy for me coming into the profession, and so I'm going to do the same thing for you which, of course, instead of encouraging and uplifting those people coming in, is um, very denigrating and um, dysfunctional. And that plays into the, the whole character of um, the unit or the department that you're working on. And so starting out with that concept of welcoming positively and appreciating all of the skills and whatever it is that each and every single person brings. And I like the fact that you mentioned housekeeping and whoever else is interacting with that individual, um, that uh, what we would call patient or client or resident. Um, it is so important that that is consistent throughout whoever it is that's interacting. And the way you make that happen is by from the leadership and uh, both down and throughout the organization, that people support and uh, cooperate with each other. Um, we're uh, close to a break. I think let's take a spot here, and then we'll come back in just a couple of minutes. Um, I'm really enjoying hearing all of what you have to say, and it makes me feel so excited that nursing is going in the direction I always dreamed it could go, and I'm so thrilled to be able to know that. So this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Our topic today is DNPs, Collaborate to Transform the Senior Landscape. And we will be back in just a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Today's woman faces a stressful world when it comes to staying healthy. We are bombarded by media messages with contradicting ideas about fitness and nutrition. We need to keep our diet, relationships, and stress in check. It's time to get the right message and have the most fun. Join hosts Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighaus for Healthy View Radio. It's health and happiness in one show every Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today... Please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. We are back again now with our topic today is DNPs, Collaborate to Transform the Senior Landscape. And I am here with Dr. Catherine Todd, Dr. Brittany Bolstead, Dr. Stacy Grenier, and Dr. Arya Martin. And I'm very excited about the discussion that is going on. Uh, we have been talking about various different things, but especially how uh, treating each other with respect and praise can have a phenomenal effect all the way through the organization and certainly uh, in the lives of the people we're caring for. So, um, Dr. Bolstead, would you like to share some more with us? Yes, I would. I just want to go back to what Stacy had mentioned before the break and just kind of acknowledge the fact that each of us, no matter our age um, or our background, we come with gifts and talents and skills um, that we can share uh, with others. And we really want, as a, a leadership team, to tap into that and embrace it uh, for all it's worth um, because it is quite unique to the individual and being humans. Um, And so we want to have our team, but also our residents and our families come to realize their best self and their whole self. Um, And I think just from my experience at the waters, there is a, a very unique appreciation for the younger generation of professionals. In fact, being on the cutting edge of innovation and change requires a little bit of flexibility and mindset and being not afraid to step into the gray. Um, I don't need that black and white. I kind of like the uh, uncertainty that comes with change and innovation, Um, but there's a risk and there's a vulnerability in stepping into it. And so I think as a younger nurse, myself and others can relate in that respect and, you know, they have, this ability to sort of adapt um, to to it and and really grow with it um, in, into their profession. I, I wanted to just provide a, an example around collaboration that I had um, at the Waters on 50th as a director of health and well-being there. Uh, we had implemented a leading practice committee, sort of like a, um, you know, quality improvement committee, and it was made up of really nursing team members, our executive director, Active Life, and any others who wanted to participate. And so we came together as a group and would meet on a monthly basis. And what was so unique about that is that our team brought forth the ideas and the priorities that they wanted to focus on. They Their voice was heard, and we were able to establish this sort of central focus and vision for what we wanted as a team and how we were going to get there. And so for me, I just sat back and was so proud to be a part of that and see others take conscious ownership for their work 
while aligning with our values as an organization. And so that was it for me. That is the most gratifying experience you can have, um, being able to see that, you know, instilling that hope in others and having them really just take take ownership for it. Can you think of an example of how that worked, like uh, even a generic one? Sure. Of, um, I guess I'm wondering also how the people coming into the system, you know, maybe their experience has been things like nursing homes, mm-hmm. uh, maybe assisted living or something along that line, memory care. So when they're coming into the waters, how does it appear to them differently and how do you help them know what it is you're trying to uh, create for them? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the leading practice committee was a great stepping stone for them realizing what our vision and values were as a group and being able to bring forth, you know, um, new concepts, you know, through brainstorming sessions and being able to just talk through um, their ideas was helping to sort of guide them towards this new model and this new perspective. Um, I think for me, the, the biggest way I can influence that new perspective is through our the Waters Way, which is our new hire orientation program we have. And that's on a bi-monthly basis where uh, new team members, as well as those that have been with us, everyone is really invited to join and participate. Uh, it sets the foundation for who we are as an organization. It, we talk about our philosophy, philosophy. We talk about mission, vision, values, and what that means. And so a lot of the, the orientation is very hands-on, engaging experience. People are actually walking through what it looks like to be relationally focused in their care uh, and with the skills that they have. Uh, versus that task-oriented approach. There's there's some demonstrations and case scenarios that we walk through together so people can really grasp this concept. And you're right, many of them come from a traditional setting, whether that's hospital or a nursing home. And it takes, you know, this new awareness. Could you describe one of those scenarios? What, what does that look like in the training that you're doing? Mm-hmm. So one scenario would be, having two nurses or, um, you know, volunteer and basically have one of them be a resident or a patient and the other be the nurse or the caregiver and essentially having them walk into the resident's apartment and administering their medications. Um, And we do it twice. The first time they demonstrate what it would look like to just simply focus on the task of administering medications. The second time, we take it from a relational focus. Um, and so it's more about the communication. It's the in-between. Could you do that maybe with Stacy? <laughs> sure. Put you on the spot here. <laughs> <laughs> or, or any other pair. Okay. Whoever else wants to volunteer. But. So Stacy, I'll be the nurse if you want to be the resident. Sure. Um, so I'm going to walk into the apartment and I knock. Okay. I pause. I let the resident answer the door if they're able to. I introduce myself. I let them know why I'm there and what I'm going to help them with. And I just have a conversation with them. Just go ahead and do it. Okay. <laughs> um, hi, Stacy. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. You look really nice. Thanks. I got a new shirt from my daughter. Oh, that's wonderful. How is she? She's great. She was visiting this past weekend. Oh. I'm so glad to hear. You know, I'm here just to visit today and just see how you're doing. I know you have some medications scheduled right now. Would it be okay if we admin or if you took your medications now? Yeah, I could do that. I still have some coffee left. Perfect. Um, and then I would just go through that process. But it's really taking taking the pause and being intentional in your presence and engaging and just. That, that moment with the individual. How would it sound differently if you're just focusing on the task? Okay. So I may or may not knock, and I might not introduce myself. And so I'd say, hey, I'm here to give you your meds. Um, I'd set them up, and I'd just focus on the task, and I would literally give her her medication. So really there's no human connection there. Mm-hmm. There's not a direct interaction that's happening. It's simply uh, administering. It's that just technical aspect. And even to the point I've seen nurses, particularly in uh, long-term care, well, anywhere, but I have seen people in in long-term care where they might even ask to see, did you swallow it? I want to look under your tongue and in your mouth to make sure that you have done it. Um, It seems like a small thing, 
but it is so um, diminishing mm -hmm. to somebody, especially if they are feeling this is my home and you're coming into my home and treating me in a way that is not respectful. Right. And that's, I think, one of the big differences we try and emphasize is that being a home care provider, this truly is their home. And so how you enter their space and your respect and dignity around it is just central to our mission and the care that we provide. I love that. So just sitting here watching you, I love the spontaneity. Yeah, just being all in. Okay, we're just spontaneously, we're going to do this little skit. And so I think that, that that speaks volumes to the way in which we train our staff um, and the way in which we actually just empower them and release them into the art of healing and not just, you know, the task orientation of it. So I think it's important that we establish that culture where we say our relationships with each other and our relationships with our residents are as important as anything else you're going to do. And you have to focus as importantly on that as you do as, as accurately as you're giving the medication. Um, we're also, you know, I think you asked again the question of what could they expect to see differently from us and we are really looking on the national and international level for what is the best of what's coming out there to help seniors in this last wonderful chapters of, of where they're going to leave their mark and their legacy. What is it that they want to do? They want to connect to purpose. What were their purposes? It may have been gardening, um, raised beds that they can help to garden in. It may have been baking. Um, open kitchens for us to even in memory care where, where people are having struggles it's going to look like integrative therapy bundles because what we know is it's not about the pharmacology it is not about um, the treatments that we're doing it's going to be about us pushing the edge of what is important so it's going to look like us taking music therapy and having them go on their life journey through music it's going to look like art therapy especially for those people who were deeply integrated into anything that was creative in their past and getting them into the creativity of the daily living in harmony with our staff um, and us, us being able to turn that corner of getting our staff there, right there, shoulder to shoulder with them. And that's going to be the work of this team and, and the others that are helping us to lead this. It's not easy work, but we will get there. It's going to look like partnering in the community with people who have specialties in massage therapy, um, acupressure, healing touch, um, of course, like I said, music therapies and art therapists as well, and looking to see what can we do in order to improve the quality of life. Those are the moments that matter. When you ask somebody, what you know, what was the most important thing that happened to you in your care experience? They're almost never going to say, they delivered my med right on time. It's, oh my gosh, yeah, it was Brittany and she came and it's so great to see. And she remembered you. I told her you gave me a new shirt. She was super excited about that. And then she got me a warm blanket and talked to me because she, she noticed I was cold. And then she asked me, oh, it looks like you need another refill on your coffee. So she got me my coffee before I left. And then she made sure to give me a hug because she knows I'm a hugger. Um, those are the things that are going to be healing aspects. That is what matters. And what I think is the most exciting is we've got this group of thought leaders now saying, like, let's let's understand the medical model. Let's let's do that well. And they should just expect we're doing that. Right. It's like that you get on an airplane and like you expect to safely get from here to there. Like you're expecting that to happen. Right. So I don't think like, oh, wow, they did such a great job. I'm alive. Like, <laughs> no, I think like, OK. So now what, it, what is it that makes it a great flight? It makes it like, oh, my gosh, they were so nice. They smiled at me. And when I asked for that, like, second cup of water, she didn't act like I was completely out of her way. And when I wanted, like, two bags of peanuts instead of one because I didn't have lunch, they weren't worried about that. They were, they were hospitable and caring and loving. And they offered me those, the warm towel to wipe my hands. You know, I, I don't really sit in the class where I get my warm towels, but it would be nice if we did. But we can do that for our residents, right? So we can use Oshibori with essential oils. And we can take that card around with that warm towel and those healing therapies and that aroma that will help them on a visceral level and on a healing level to feel as if that day is better than it would have been had we just came in the door and administered the med. That's what this group is doing. I'd like to go around and if each of you could say one thing that you really want nurses to understand about what you're doing, just a sentence or two of what you really hope per nurses will get from this? Um, for me, I, I want nurses to understand that we all have the ability to be making this impact. 
Um, there's a lot of great research and literature behind it, but really what it comes to is what's intuitive in us. We, we know that we're going to feel good if someone treats us like a human being and takes our preferences and um, likes into account when they care for us. Um, so yeah, just go back to basic care. I would say that echoing, this is Stacey. Yeah, it's Stacy. Uh, just echoing that. Um, for me, I would want nurses to know and to remember it's tapping into that gift of getting that precious moment, that hand holding, that those little things that aren't in the textbook, but those are the things, like Catherine said, that you remember. I use, you know, Maya Angelou's quote about people will forget your name or what you've said, but they're never going to forget how you made them feel. And I'm, I might be misquoting that exactly at the moment, but it's about how we make them feel. For me, this is Brittany. I believe it's not about titles or degrees or what role uh, you bring to the table. Um, everybody has the ability to care and to lead. And for me, relationships are the foundation of that. Um, and so I, I would just want to leave that message with every nurse that believe in what you have um, to contribute and just lead through it, no matter what barriers you face, because um, like has already been said at the table, it's, it's intuitive to who you are as a human. And we want to help others feel that sense of um, compassion and just feelings, good feeling um, that we can bring. Well, I feel really good right now. I am thrilled to know that this is the direction that nursing is going. And I'm sure that you and other people who are taking the training that you have and are passing that through all of the organization, you are that first person that um, then, you know, two, three, five, ten, a hundred people uh, come from there. We unfortunately have come to the end of this hour unbelievably. And so I just want to thank each of you so much, Dr. Catherine Todd, uh, Dr. Aria Martin, Dr. Stacy Grenier and Dr. Uh, Brittany Bolstead, thank you for coming and sharing with us on this topic of DNPs, Collaborate to Transform the Senior Landscape. This is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing, and I am Leanne Meyer. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.